Growing up, families watched network television on Saturday nights. Some would take a trip to Fantasy Island or spend some time with the Golden Girls. My guest today starred in one of television's most popular Saturday night programs that took us on a weekly cruise for nine seasons. All aboard, it's time for an all-new episode of Up Next. Hey everyone, it's John Contratti and welcome to another episode of Up Next. My guest today is an actress from television and film. We all grew up with her on Saturday nights on the iconic television show, The Love Boat. And we also saw her on the big screen in the 1980 comedy classic, Airplane. Please welcome Jill Whelan. Hey, John. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Glad you're here. So what part of California did you grow up in? Uh, the L.A. area. I was born in Oakland um, and I was there until I started working as an actor when I was about nine and uh, then moved down to the L.A. area. And you started acting early. Was it your your ambition? Someone in your family thought you had it in you to do it? No, it was most definitely my ambition. My mom at the time was a preschool director and my dad was a, a general contractor. So it was certainly not in the purview of anybody in our family. So it was it was me. I'm the one. <laughs> and were you performing like school plays, local plays? Um, I was doing uh, community theater and uh, then started doing commercials in San Francisco. And uh, that's kind of how it all started. And then came down to Los Angeles and started auditioning there. And, you know, the trajectory was out of my hands. And as fate would have it, I got pretty lucky. Do you remember what the first commercial was? It wasn't the M&M commercial. You did others before that? I can't remember if the M&M's was the first commercial, but I did a, an M&M's commercial up there and a Clorox commercial and um, a Red Barn, which is a food company, a fast food place, I think. And then I did um, a Marine World commercial, but I can't remember which was first. Right. The Eminem commercial you can see uh, on YouTube. They got that running there. It's pretty fun to look at. Yeah. Now, is that how you were discovered for the Love Boats? I know you were doing another series called Friends. I mean, not the Friends, but there was a show called Friends. Correct. No, it. I was actually auditioning in Los Angeles uh, for the road company of the musical Annie. And there was a talent scout there from Aaron Spelling Productions. And that's how I got the series friends and then i guessed it on love boat and that's how i ended up on the love boat was that's how that little trajectory worked out so when you guessed it on the love boat was like a one-time deal playing uh yes Captain's playing the character Vicky, but not as his daughter it was inferred that i was his daughter but not uh really outright said so it it, it late it left for opportunities for me to come back shall we say how much longer after that did they officially put you on as you know a weekly I think it was within the year because mm -hmm. my series friends didn't go and um so I think it was pretty pretty quick uh I had just moved uh, gone back to Northern California and um got a call from Aaron Spelling saying hey do you want to come back and be on Love Boat for forever and so it was pretty quick mm -hmm. I was always curious um being someone who enjoys television and movies and actors, what was it like each week? Was it where you went to work on a Monday and you found out what celebrities, what actors were going to be on the show that week? Or did you hear about it the week before? How did, how did you hear about it? 
Um, you know, usually if it was somebody big or something like that, or somebody you knew really well, you might know the week before, but it really, A, depended on when they got cast, um, or B, if it was a really big celebrity, uh, and they, it, when we did musicals and things like that, they were cast pretty far in advance because there were rehearsals and all sorts of things and recording sessions. So those you might know, you know, a month or so in advance. So many different people on there. Ever starstruck, but a few different people like really got to you? I was really lucky as a kid not to really understand some of the major. I had such a huge love for black and white movies and for musicals and MGM musicals specifically that I was a big fan. But I was so young that I didn't really understand the weight of their celebrity per se. So thank God I wasn't starstruck in in that way but i i was starstruck in in in, uh, in a way of oh my god i love them i'm so excited to meet them i'm a big fan kind of thing but when i think of starstruck the biggest moment that i had that made it really hard for me to work with this uh particular actor was dick van dyke and the reason was now i was an adult when i worked with him on his uh television series diagnosis murder but i had fallen in love with him as a fan again, but now through the eyes of my son by watching all the Disney movies. So mm-hmm. for me to meet him as an adult and work with him, it was it was almost impossible for me to even open my mouth because I was so starstruck because of what he meant to me and now what he meant to my kid. Any advice from any of these people, including your Love Boat castmates? Anything you remember as a youngster being told by someone? Um, I think the, you know, the the best advice that that all of us as castmates were given came from Gavin McLeod, who basically set the tone of the show by saying, let's remember that the star of the show are the guest stars and we are welcoming welcoming them into our home. So you need to treat them like you're welcoming in, into your house and you need to be humble and you need to be good hosts and good stewards of their week here. And I've always, that's always stayed with me because having worked on other sets where I haven't been a series regular and where you come in and you're the new stranger, it's pretty daunting. So that always stayed with me that when you are in a show, that it's your show, just to be humble and to remember that these, uh, everybody comes in nervous. And and uh, so that was probably the best advice. Most of the episodes are filmed on a set, but every how often did the, the crews go out? By the end, five or so years, we were going out six weeks a year, and they were the big cruises to the mm-hmm. Mediterranean or to Asia or to Australia and uh, the South Pacific and things like that. And they were usually six weeks. Those are usually what two hour two hour episodes or two parters, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. I know that because. Uh, Don Most was on recently and he was on one of those, you know, two parters, he told me. Right, right. I don't remember which one because, I mean, we had, gosh, over a thousand guest stars. So it's hard to remember who was in which one. Right. But many of my guests on here who I've interviewed, I mean, I've interviewed over like 45 people. So many of them have boarded the love boat in their career. Yes, I know we were, we've been so lucky to have the opportunity to work with some really wonderful wonderful icons i mean from oh my goodness andy warhol to 
Ginger Rogers. I mean, just it, Halston, just some really interesting people. While doing the love boat, then you made the movie airplane. Good experience. Mm-hmm. A great experience. It was very short. I think I was there for two weeks and, uh, you know, I, I I was very young, so if I wasn't on the set, I was in my trailer. But I am still friends with some of the actors who were in the movie, uh, and uh, it was a great experience. And it was an honor to be a part of something so fun and so iconic. Your airplane mom, Joyce Bullifant, was on the show last season, and oh. she was telling me that while making it, she would ask the other actors. I think I don't know, maybe Peter Graves, someone, you know. If they thought it was funny, they were just like wondering, is this going to be a hit? Or, you know, they were a little concerned at the time. Well, we all knew that it was either going to be a huge hit or a monstrous failure. There was nothing in between. You know, we committed fully to what we did and our performances and the producers and writers committed fully to their responsibilities. And so it was go big or go home. So we're really lucky that it, it worked. And you parodied Linda Blair from Airport 75 with your, yes. your heart, heart transplant, right? You had to get? Yes. And how did school work on the set of Love Boat? By law, uh, child actors have to complete a certain amount of hours of school on the set uh, each day that they are there. Um, if they're not working that day and they're enrolled in a regular school, they go back to that regular school and resume their school duties there so when i was working and i'm i'm assuming it's the same now i i I don't know but i think it was three solid hours of education and with that you could also bank extra time if you happen to be heavy in a script one week and you knew that there would be one day when you would be in every scene you could bank the hours another day during the week to make sure that you fulfilled legally what you had to do education wise. And when you weren't filming, did you go to regu- regular school, high school? Uh, sorry, that's my dog. He's a big, he is my, my very big <laughs> guard dog. <laughs> Say the question again. Of course. When you weren't on set and working, I guess, high age, you went to regular high school. I did. Uh, and and regular elementary school. Elementary school, right. And was that difficult to go back and forth? You know, um, it, it really wasn't here in Los Angeles because I went to a school that was very, you know, there are a lot of actors. I went to school with Melissa Gilbert. I went to school with Laura Dern. I went to school with Melissa Rivers. So, and we had a lot of, um, a lot of, parents who were actors and producers so it was it was kind of like it was no big deal which was the healthiest way i think to do it right i remember during the period that time 70s 80s battle of the network stars you did one of those right i did i did and i i did the uh remake of it too (laughs) well that's right right any injuries while doing it i know a lot of people that said they always were hurting themselves um, I, no, I, I was lucky enough not to ever have any injuries. Um, but I've always been pretty athletic. I was a gymnast. Um, I skied a lot and did a lot of uh, celebrity pro-ams and stuff like that. So, uh, thank goodness I never did get an injury. You were part of the just say no campaign in the eighties. Mm-hmm. 
How did that come about? You just asked to be a spokesperson? No, actually, there was an episode of Love Boat that was written about my character and she gets drunk on the ship and uh, the captain was, as, as in his character and also in his personal life, was a recovering alcoholic. And so it was this whole script that was about my character getting drunk. And when I got the script, I really disagreed vehemently with the way they uh, sort of wrapped the whole story up. She didn't really have a consequence. There wasn't a lot of conversation about how serious it is, what she had done. And so for the first time in my life ever as an actor, I, I went into the producers and I said, I, I think you guys have to rethink this. I don't think it's responsible to treat this like it's nothing. And she needs to have more consequences for her choices. And they rewrote it. And then the PR department for ABC put out a story about it. And then I got contacted by the White House. Oh, okay. So that's how that came about. Came about. When The Love Boat came to an end, I think it was nine seasons and then a couple of specials after that? Uh, yeah, it was uh, 77 to 87 and then a few specials. So specials. When the show comes to an end, were you aware, sometimes series people know that the series has got one more season left. Were you, everyone aware of that or did you just find out that you weren't coming back? No, we knew. Um, I think we were midway through shooting. I think I, I can't remember exactly. Um, but at that point, you know, I, I was, I was ready to move on at that point. Cause it had been, I'd been doing it since I was little and now I was, uh, an adult and I was ready to move on and to see what else life had to offer and, kind of try to do some of the things I might've missed out on uh, as a young working actor, like college and uh, moving to New York. So, so we, we did know, and uh, you know, it was, I think everybody was ready for a move. You moved to New York and you were an event planner at Madison square garden. Well, not an event planner per se. I worked in production okay. um, in at Madison square garden. So uh, that's producing all of the concerts and things like that uh, that we, we did at the garden and uh, the uh, MTV salute to Bob Dylan and the ESPY awards and the essence awards and Harry Connick and, you know, all the groups that came to the garden. How long did you do that for? About four years. Four years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, going through YouTube and watching old things. You were on the weakest link, the original weakest link with Ann Robinson. I was. I was. And, and you won. I know. Who knew? <laughs> and competition there was, I mean, what was it, Mackenzie Phillips? Yep. It was Mac and um, goodness. Who else? Uh, Cindy Williams. That's right. Um, was Nell Carter on it? Nell Carter. Yes. Nell was there. Um, the guy who played Rerun. Oh, Fred Berry. Fred Berry. And uh, God. Uh, Joan Van Ark. Oh, was Joan on it too? Oh, I can't remember. Wasn't she on it? I thought she was on it. And Erica Strada was on it. Erica Strada. Erica Strada, I do remember as well. Yeah. We're going back about 20 yeah, years. I think two, yeah, about two, the year 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a child actor, do people come up to you over the years, parents come up to you and ask you for advice? They do. Um, and, and when I 
lived in Pennsylvania uh, when I was um, with my ex-husband in living there. I had an acting school for adults and also one for kids. And I would get asked advice all the time. And basically what I said was, unless your kid is actively pursuing this on their own, don't let them do it. Do theater in town, do it in school, let them be kids. It gets too hard. And um, it's a big sacrifice for not only the kid, but for the rest of the family. So that was my advice. The Love Boat was rebooted and you appeared on one of the episodes. What was that like? Um, it was very fun. Uh, Robert Urich was a, a, a lovely guy. He played the captain. And, uh, you know, it was fun. It was a just a, a weak little thing. And it was a fun thing. Mm-hmm. You also did some podcasting and you had a show with somebody. Who did you do it with? Somebody named Mark? No, I did it with Brian Phelps. Who oh, Brian Phelps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Partner of Mark. Um, from Mark and Brian and uh, we did it for I think maybe a year and it was super fun we came out on Apple as a number one podcast when we did it and uh, it was it was great fun we had some great guests and uh, some fun bits and uh, it was really fun Brian's been a friend of mine for many many years and so it was great to get to just sort of hang out and play and do fun things mentioned Joyce Billifon before. It's funny how she played your mom in Airplane and how she played um, Gavin's wife. I know. So yeah, that connection. Um, Um, Yeah, isn't that crazy? It is. A lot of synchronistic sort of things like that. She had great things to say about him. What's something you could tell us about him that you'll always, a memory about Gavin? Gavin? Well, I mean... How much time do you have? Gavin was a really special person to me and my family in in my life uh, and as well for many others. But he was like a dad to me. Uh, We were extremely close uh, the whole time that I've known him. Uh, He was one of the best people I knew, constantly positive, constantly loving life, curious, enthusiastic, just a special human being and I miss him every day. And Jill today, what's something you would, you know, you would like to do anything you want looking for more acting. You want to do some more roles here and there. Uh, I, I do. And I am, and I'm producing. Um, I have a project in development as we speak on a major network that I can't oh. share with you yet. Okay. But uh, I am uh, the executive producer of that along with my producing partners and uh, I'm also in it, but uh, when I have more to share, I'll let you know, but it's, it's, uh, it's really exciting. So I've got that and I've got about six or seven other projects as well uh, that are not quite in development yet. Um, but yeah, and so I do that and I work with Princess Cruises as their celebrations ambassador. It's a brand ambassadorship with the line, which has been so much fun. But definitely keep us posted on that first one because then I'll definitely uh, put it out there for you. Great. Great, great, great. So, Jill Whelan, an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. I'm sure that with the audience, it's a big thrill for us to go back to the good old days. And you're one of those people who are part of it. Ah, well, thank you very much. It was a fun little romp down memory lane. You too. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
I'm John Contratti, and this has been another episode of Up Next.